For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. A House Select Committee holds its first hearing on the January 6th Capitol insurrection. The lead testimony is being provided by police officers who battled the assailants. The hearing will proceed with two Republicans appointed by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has denigrated them as Pelosi Republicans. Cheney told CNN the committee may subpoena one of the Republicans whose appointment Pelosi rejected, Ohio's Jim Jordan, and maybe even Kevin McCarthy himself. Congressman Jordan may well be a material witness. Uh, he's somebody who was uh, involved in a number of meetings in the lead up to uh, what happened on January 6th, uh, involved in planning for January 6th, uh, certainly for the objections that day, as he said publicly. Uh, so he may well be a material witness. Uh, we will, on this committee, uh, follow the facts wherever they go. And that could include subpoenas for Mr. McCarthy and former President Trump? It could. Ahead of today's hearing, House Republican leaders gathered to accuse Pelosi of seeking to cover up what they charged were her failures to adequately protect the Capitol. None of them ever mentioned the insurrection was carried out by a pro-Trump mob seeking to prevent the certification of Joe Biden's presidential win. Steve Scalise is the number two ranking House Republican. You know, for weeks now, Jim Jordan and Jim Banks have been raising some very tough questions, questions that need to be answered about why Speaker Pelosi didn't make sure that Capitol Police had all the tools they needed to be prepared for that day. Now, maybe because they were raising those questions, they got canceled by this new cancel culture that we see moving throughout the country, led by Speaker Pelosi and a lot of our socialist allies here in Congress, where they want to shut out voices that raise tough questions that they don't want to be asked or answered. The House committee was formed after Senate Republicans filibustered a vote for an independent bipartisan commission to investigate the Capitol insurrection. California is the first state in the nation to require all its workers be vaccinated or tested weekly for the coronavirus. Governor Gavin Newsom announced the new rule as the number of cases and hospitalizations in the state has become rapidly growing as a result of the coronavirus. Christopher Martinez reports. Beginning next month, California will require healthcare workers and all state employees to get a COVID vaccination, or else get tested once or twice a week. Governor Gavin Newsom announced the new rule in Oakland. 246,000 Californians should be vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated and cannot verify that they've been vaccinated, uh, we are requiring uh, that they get tested. The new vaccination mandate will also apply to about 2 million health care workers and workers at congregate facilities like long-term care, jails, and homeless shelters. He criticizes what he calls profiteers who are peddling misinformation about vaccines. We're exhausted by the Ron Johnsons and the Tucker Carlsons. We're exhausted by the Margie Taylor Greens. We're exhausted by the right-wing echo chamber that has been perpetuating misinformation around the vaccine and its efficacy and safety. We're exhausted by the politicalization of this pandemic, and that includes mask wearing that has been equated to the Holocaust. It's disgraceful, it's unconstitutional, it's unconscionable, and it needs to be called out. I'm Christopher Martinez. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says he will require all municipal workers to get coronavirus vaccines by mid-September or face weekly COVID-19 testing. That includes teachers and police officers. 
The move follows last week's announcement mandating vaccinations or weekly testing for public health care and long-term care workers. The Department of Veterans Affairs has become the first major federal agency to require health care workers to get COVID-19 vaccines. Whistleblower Daniel Hale faces at least nine years in prison when he's sentenced today for leaking classified information about the U.S. drone and targeted assassination program. While in the Air Force from 2009 to 2013, Hale worked with the National Security Agency and the Joint Special Operations Task Force at the Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. He helped identify targets for assassination. In March, he pleaded guilty to one count of violating the World War I-era Espionage Act for leaking documents exposing the drone program. Hale told a judge, quote, not a day goes by that I don't question the justification of my actions. By the rules of engagement, it may have been permissible for me to have helped kill those men whose language I did not speak, customs I did not understand, and crimes I could not identify in the gruesome manner that I did. But Hale said he was grief-stricken and ashamed of himself. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.